Hey everybody, welcome back this week as we walk through the Word together. And as we walk out this truth, we discover that life is produced in us and also in other people. We are walking with one another, growing together to see the life of Christ continue to manifest and birth in us and then to see it spread outside of the walls of our houses and our church building. I got my friend Tanner here and uh, you guys have seen Tanner. Um, usually he's, he's led worship with us before. He's played guitar here. Um, but what I love about Tanner, he has just this amazing servant's heart. He's always just ready and willing to serve. I've called him last minute so many times and he's like, man, and what he tells me, he says, TC, he says, I know what it's like to have somebody bail on you last minute. So I'll be glad to come in and step in. And so um, he's done that so many times. Fortunately today, we had this thing planned for like a month. So that's good. Um, but, uh, but the reason I've got Tanner here today is because Tanner um, is also here representing Representing TriStar Church. At the beginning of the year, we um, entered into this partnership really towards the end of last year with TriStar. And so just so you know a little bit of backstory, if you guys um, have started coming to Midtown within the past year, you may not know this about us, but we started off as a portable church that met in West Hills Elementary School. We were there um, for like three and a half, four-ish years, quite a, quite a bit of time. When COVID happened, though, we started meeting in house churches because we couldn't meet in the school anymore. And all of our portable church gear went into three trailers and a big box truck. And so we're sitting here with all these resources and just saying, okay, Lord, what do you want us to do with this? And we find out that, uh, that our friends are planting a church in Farragut. And so that's how we entered into, I guess, more of a friendship with them. But what happened was North Star looked at, at us at Midtown and says, hey guys, we want to give you a house. We'll give you a place to, to worship in, to celebrate in. And, uh, and so Pastor Scott, Corey, Tim, all those guys were just super uh, just caring for us. And because of their generosity to us, it allowed us to take these resources and be generous um, to TriStar. And so I want uh, Tanner to bring us into kind of what God's doing at TriStar and just update the fam. All right. Yeah. Um, Lovely. So... TriStar Church launched in uh, this year, uh, January 31st was our like, first official launch date. Um, and the crazy part about that is, is that Pastor Matt, the, the, um, the visionary for TriStar Church, actually got this vision in 2018. And so uh, Fellowship Middlebrook brought him on staff as a church planner and said, hey, we're going to uh, love on you and we're going to give you as much resource and support as we can. And uh, Fellowship has actually planted five churches in, in Knoxville. And so this was just kind of like a routine thing for them. And Pastor Matt said, you know, my wife and I and, and my daughter feel called to go to Farragut in the North City area and plant there. And from 2018 to 2020, uh, God just kept pushing it back and pushing it back and, and saying that it's just not the right time yet between um, just weird venue changes and weird uh, kind of just like happenstance of, oh, it just fell completely through all the way until uh, about November of last year. God just kept kind of saying, let's, let's hold off a little bit longer and so in about December, I remember sitting in Matt's office and, and we were looking at everything. Like uh, we had just changed venues for about the second or third time. We had no idea what it was gonna take to get kind of you know rubber to meet the road, but we knew that we 
needed like equipment to be portable. We knew that we weren't going to have a building that was permanent. We knew that we needed stuff to be portable. And so um, I'd never done it before, and Matt kind of tasked me to go get some quotes. And um, it, was, it, was, it was shocking to me to realize what it takes mm-hmm. to put a, a church and actually launch it out into the world. I mean, we were talking to four or five different businesses, and I mean, we're, we're, we went from anywhere to $30,000 to $100,000, and and Pastor Matt just said, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. Like, it, it, it feels like we, we could steward this a little bit better. And so it was literally what I would call the witching hour. And uh, I was like, Matt, we've got to make a decision. Like, I don't know what, what's happening. And, and I don't think we're going to have anything ready in time. And Matt goes, yeah, well, actually, I'm going to go meet with uh, this pastor named Jay. And he has actually been a church planner and done exactly this. So I'm going to just see what he says and figure out what, what's going on and try to get some insight. And, uh, I remember skipping lunch and just like sitting in the office and kind of having this weird feeling. And Matt came by, by like, just to tell me this, he, he was going to go home after his lunch with Jay. And he came by just to tell me this. I mean, he was white in the face. He goes, Jay has actually, uh, offered to partner with us. And, he wants Midtown and TriStar to partner together so that they can go beyond their four walls and they can actually do kingdom work together instead of against each other. And basically, like a week later, I meet TC, I meet uh, Genevieve, I meet a couple of other key leaders here and, and we're going through trailers and, and Jay is saying, take it. Like, we're not using it. I need you guys to take it and actually do something with it because right now it's just sitting in storage and, and we want the kingdom to be advanced mm-hmm. through these resources. And so what began to be this kind of um, anxiety-ridden task all of a sudden became the most peaceful and life-giving moment of TriStar where we're two months away from launching and not only do we have the resources to be a church that is actually portable and it works, but also that we have a partner with Midtown that's literally carrying us through uh, the first couple months. And so that's kind of how it all started. And it was really, really nuts that what was going to be just a simple lunch of just encouragement is now kind of was the original kind of lifeblood of TriStar Church. That's so cool. I and, love that, yeah. Yeah, and um, man, TriStar Church, our vision is to be in Farragut in the North City, um, and, and our vision is that we would partner with believers and that we would equip them to live gospel-formed lives alongside of each other. And so something that uh, we're super passionate about is the Monday through Saturday. We really, I tell people this all the time, I, I'm not impressive enough to, to bring a crowd of people in um, Matt, our pastor, he, he's a great dude, but he, he's not gonna impress your socks off with, with this elegant sermon that's gonna get everyone in the crowd rolling. But uh, we said on Sunday mornings, we wanna be faithful to what God has given us. And Monday through Saturday, we wanna equip the people that God has put in our stewardship so that they can go into the places that they live, work, and play, and they can make a kingdom difference. And that's one of our biggest motivators is the Monday through Saturday. Everything that we do on a Sunday morning is to hopefully propel our people 
to go to the places that they live, work, and play and spread the gospel. And it's not just from, from you know, the, these kind of evangelistic tactics, but it's from their lives that, that we would truly be that city on a hill, that our lives would proclaim the gospel to everyone around us. And so um, January 31st hit, and it was an incredible moment where it, I'm not sure if any of you guys were a part of the launching team, but I've heard stories of the setup and teardown from Midtown. <laughs> and oh my gosh, you guys are faithful, faithful people. I wish that uh, they would multiply yes. you and send you to Farragut. But um, we were able to, with the resources that we were given, to do setup and teardown in two hours. Um, and so we get there at 8 a.m., we set up, we're doing service by 10.30 and we're out by 12.30. And that's really only because we were blessed with not only uh, trailers to pull, but also with road cases to put everything in. Uh, we, had a, we had a company that just told us that we could just throw all of our supplies just in the trailer and carry each thing out one by one. And uh, I tried to, to put the pack and plays up for our nursery and I was like, there's no way on God's green earth that this is going to happen. Like, there, there's no way that we're doing this. And so it's been a blessing not only for us to um, be able to use the equipment, but also to uh, uh, serve our team and, and make sure that they feel valued and don't feel like uh, we're wasting their time. Like, w truly, in the most weird of ways to say it, to have the equipment that we have is a blessing not only to our church, but to the actual people that are using it. No, it's awesome, man. Well, and thank you guys, because the reality is, is that when we begin to step out and we begin to be a blessing, it just continues to reciprocate blessing upon blessing. We're going to read about that again later on today in 2 Corinthians, but the reality is, is we've been enriched with everything. That's what the word says, to be a blessing, and, uh, and we've experienced that, and, uh, and when you just keep going back, it comes back to just someone saying, you know what, man, the dollars in my pocket today, um, I, I can let them go. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them some, the time that I have, the, I, I can let them go. My Saturday morning for setup, I can let it go today. And, uh, and things begin to happen. And so it's just through that, through that generosity, man, that the, the Thanksgiving continues just to reciprocate. And I love that. So. Yeah, and, and a lot of these moments where there's kind of these interviews, that they're, I, I don't want there to be this kind of ethereal kind of, you know, just kind of light at the end of the tunnel. I, I really wanna share with you guys um, how this partnership has, has blessed us. You know, TriStar has been a church for less than a year. We've already had four baptisms. Uh, we've awesome. launched. Praise God. That's great. Yeah. And it, it's great. We've seen from literally from uh, second grade all the way to, to a mom of two uh, get baptized. And that's incredible. And we've seen uh, what y'all call life groups. We call missional communities. Uh, we've seen five of those uh, plant and flourish in the last uh, 11 months together. And uh, to, to share a personal story, um, that, uh, that, that same week that everything was going down and Jay met with Matt, um, Matt and I were talking about what my position would look like at TriStar. Um, so, so a little backstory, my wife and I were living in of Florida. Uh, I moved down there in 2018 after I graduated um, and was working at a church and 
Uh, my wife and I got married January uh, 24th, 2020, uh, the perfect timing right before everything hit. <laughs> and uh, we immediately went into lockdown as a married couple. And I think that that is just the Lord's blessing and also uh, his fiery trial to test our faithfulness uh, to himself and also uh, to each other. Um, but in the midst of that, we really felt a call to come back to Knoxville, which is my home. It's not hers. And um, literally August of 2020, we moved. Allison had gotten a job and I was, I had no idea. I had applied for jobs. I had applied to work at other churches in the area and just nothing was working. And so I was working construction. Um, if you guys have ever met me or know anything about me, you know how horrible of a fit that is. I was working construction for like three or four months, making like 200 bucks a week. And, you know, we were just counting pennies and we didn't know what was next. Um, but in that same week that I was in the office, I had actually quit my construction job because I knew that I wanted to be a TriStar. I knew that the vision that they had was, was not only compelling to me, but it, it felt what I had, what God had stirred in my heart for the last two years. Um, and I knew that I wanted to partner with that church. And so I actually quit construction, just went into the office every day, just not being paid or anything. And, and Matt looks at me and he says, hey man, not, I, I would love to bless you and I would love to bring you onto the team, uh, not only for your sake, but also for my sake, because carrying the load of launching a church you know, with one staff member is a heavy burden. And I just didn't know um, at that moment, he, he said, you know, I, I, we don't have any financial resources until we figure out what this looks like. Um, talking about the gear and, and getting all of the portable um, equipment. And um, two weeks after he met with Jay and, and we had went through everything and found out that we lacked nothing. And I, and I mean that in the most literal sense, we lacked nothing because of this partnership um, Matt was able to, to extend a job to me and I was able to put food on the table. I was able to, uh, my wife and I were able to uh, plant roots in Farragut and buy a house. And now uh, we're gonna welcome our baby boy in less than six weeks. Yeah. And so. Let's go. Keep growing the church. There you go. And, and so uh, if, if you want a real life story of how the stewardship of Midtown and the generosity of Midtown have impacted people. I can say personally that my family has grown because of your generosity. And I feel, I truly feel impacted by this church and not just in the stewardship of your resources, but also in the generosity of your community. I've never walked into this building feeling like a stranger and I've never walked into this building feeling like I didn't belong. And that's not because I have friends that I play music with, but that's because of the life blood of this church, which is truly just a gospel-centered church that is wanting to share the love of Jesus. That's awesome, that's awesome. Well, man, thank you so much for your kind words. And uh, I wanna just pray for you because I know that what you guys are in, um, we're in it with you. And uh, it's not always the easiest, but it's such a joy-filled place. But I wanna lift you guys up. Is that cool? All right, Father, man, I just wanna thank you for my brother Tanner, God. I thank you so much for his heart, for how he is so willing to serve God. And uh, Lord, we just 
praise you for TriStar. God, we just pray a blessing over, uh, over just the leadership there, God, over Matt and the rest of their team as they lead. God, we just ask that you continue, Lord, to pour out your favor on them. Continue to give them testimonies of, man, we ha- we're, we're lacking nothing, Father. Continue to give them stories of people receiving your grace, your salvation, and stepping in a new life, God. We want to continue to see this kingdom movement expand in our city, God. And we thank you today that we just can witness that. I thank you for the giver, um, Lord, that came and, and said, Father, this is that my, my two pennies are yours, Father. Lord, thank you for the heart. Um, of these people here at Midtown that continue to give and serve, God. Lord, we pray that TriStar will continue to be a blessing in our community, God. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, bro. Y'all give Tanner a hand. Yeah. Man. Well, today we are going to be in Colossians and we're going to be talking about being thankful. So that's like just a really fitting intro today. Um, as we think about uh, being thankful, I-, I want you guys to know this today. You have access to a thankful life. You-, you have access to salvation. You have access to joy. And every other fruit of the spirit that you want to read about in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, you have access to all of those things. But I say access because there's a lot of times that we don't step into the experience of the things that we have access to because we never actually use them. And so as we begin to study the word today, there's a word that begins uh, this, this passage that we're at. And we're going to be in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. But there's a word there and it starts by saying let. Let. In other words, allow this thing to happen. That's a word that I had to learn as I entered into relationship with my wife. I had to learn how to let her do things. I'm a very independent person. I don't know about you guys, but I like to be self-sufficient. Like my vehicle is tricked out with all these things just so I can go off the grid and still stay alive. I can sleep in it. I can cook out of it. I can do all this stuff out of a Toyota Sequoia. I like to be independent. And I say that because when, it, when we stepped into to marriage and learned how to do life together, um, we, you know, I, I wanted to do everything. I wanted to be the savior. I wanted to come in and just, you know, have all these things taken care of. And, uh, you know, a couple of years down the road of me managing the budget, one day Danielle comes to me and says, hey, can, uh, I say a couple of years, like more like 14 years down the road. She said, hey, she said, hey, uh, will you just let me, do the budget. Well, you just, we just let me take care of this. And I'm like, you know, I've kind of got the smirk on my face, you know, like, I don't know if you really want this, but okay. All right. So I let Danielle do the budget. I let her go through everything and come through all the numbers and, and all this stuff. And I'm here to tell you that the budget that she came up with and put into place a whole lot better than what I did. And I experienced something. I experienced a, a freedom and I experienced a blessing. And, and at the end of the day, it might seem like a small thing, but I had to come to this place in our life where I let her be her. I let her do her thing. Tonight, the worship took place without me. Praise Jesus, right? Praise Jesus. It happened without me. 
to let somebody else do their thing so I could step into the full experience of just enjoying this thing with you guys tonight. And what we see in the word is that there is this new life that Jesus gives us access to, but we have to let Jesus do his thing. We have to let his work come and be and begin to take root in our heart. And so as we think about this tonight, let's just open up with uh, Colossians 3, 15 through 17. We've been hanging out, talking about thankfulness uh, for the course of the month. And this is really the, the, the closing of, of a concept tonight. And here's what it says in verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. All right. So you see the word. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. If you were to read this in the language it was first written in, it would say something like this. And the peace of Christ let rule. Okay. What we're saying let is let the peace of Christ rule. Let it rule. What does it mean to rule? Okay. To rule here. When we're saying let the peace of Christ rule, what we're really getting to is, is let peace be the deciding factor in your heart. Let peace be the governor, the one making the decisions, okay? Let it be the judge. Now, what's interesting about the heart is that the word says that above all other things, the heart is most deceitful. But you know what I've learned? My heart gets deceitful whenever I get to this place where I get really stressed out. Think about it. I never really thought about that till I was in this passage. And, uh, and as I was processing it, I started thinking, you know what, when I, when I get stressed out, when I feel like I'm losing control and I'm trying to grab control of things and I'm stressed out, that is when my mind starts to go places it doesn't need to go. I start to go towards other things that I want. I start to feed into, like I want a, you know, something to feed me. And so people that begin to overeat, overeat in these places of stress, they begin to pursue addictions in this place of stress and coping and having to get out of a situation. They begin to get to these places where they're more tempted to step into an affair because they're stressed out. But instead of letting the deceitfulness of your heart lead you, what this says is, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. So there's an invitation here. Allow the peace of God to come alive in your hearts. Allow that to be what is ruling and deciding for you. I don't know about you guys, but as I think about this in my life, the product of the stressed out TC pursuing something, trying to fill with things that are not of Jesus and trying to fill with anything else 
it leaves me with this point that I'm not satisfied. It leaves me at this place that I want more and, and it's just not enough. And so I gotta have something else. I gotta have more of the thing that I'm trying to feed myself with. And I don't know about you, but whenever I came to know Jesus, I'm pretty sure you've had the same experience if you've given your life to Jesus, that you begin to realize the fact that he is, like I said earlier, he is the more, he is satisfying, he is enough. And I can stop this search, this pursuit. In fact, I don't need those things anymore because I have Jesus. You have access to the peace of God, but will you actually let the peace reign and control in your heart? That's a different thing. And that's the question really that I'm gonna to continue to ask tonight multiple times is are, will you actually step into the receiving of these things because peace is available to you. There's a new way of life, a new way of thinking, a new way of operating that doesn't rely on you and your goodness, but it's completely sustained by Jesus Christ. When we step into that kind of living, then there is peace. And then what does peace produce in your life? When you step into an abundance of peace, then you can be thankful. And I don't know about you guys, but I keep coming in contact with so many of these people in the church and nobody's thankful. <laughs> like everybody's just like, you know, it's like kind of head down, like, man, my life is just no good. Like, and you ask them how, how their day was, how their week is, and all they can tell you is every bad thing, everything that went wrong. But the reality is, is that we are called to let the peace, we're invited to let peace decide now what would decisions look like if we started to let peace decide you know we ask for boldness we pray that God would come and and, and open up doors but the way that we're actually gonna go we're gonna actually go in peace and when we step out in peace and we let that peace be the deciding factor it begins to change things that's where the thankful people are. And I guarantee you, when you find somebody that's thankful in Jesus, it's because they rested in his peace. So peace is available to you. Will you actually step into it and receive it? That's a whole different story, but that's the challenge for us, all right? If we continue to roll through the passage, here's what it says in verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So for the word of Christ to dwell, that's our next instruction here. So again, let, let this thing happen. Let his word dwell in you. What does the word dwell mean? Oh, that's another word I looked up here because that's an action point. So anytime there's an action point in the Bible, I'm like, what do you really mean? Okay, so the action point of dwell, when we talk about dwelling, we're talking about taking residence and living. When somebody begins to take a residence in your home, okay, they come in and when you say to someone, hey, just make yourself at home, they go in, they kick the shoes off, prop the feet up on the couch, you know, they, they, you know, they grab them a Coke out of the fridge, get some popcorn, turn the TV on, watch a movie. Like that's what you do when you make yourself at home. And so the instruction here is let the word of Christ be at home, abundantly at home in you, okay? And then it has another comma here, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, 
Again, there's a wisdom in the word that's different from the wisdom of the world. It's very important that we find our truth in the word and we allow the word to reinterpret whatever truth we've received in our life. That's what Stu was praying about, that we would receive the truth about what the king says about us rather than what the world has said about us because they're two totally different things. So we come, we let the word take resident in our souls. We let it take off its shoes, get comfortable inside of us because this is what is so important. It's because what it begins to manifest inside of us, according to the word, is songs, songs, and songs, right? Singing psalms, a psalm is a a praise to God, a hymn is a praise to God, and spiritual songs. The word spiritual means of the spirit. The spirit also linked to the word wind, it's breath, it's these living spirit-filled songs. So let that come out of you. So as we begin to, to read through this, Paul has continued to teach this church, hey, listen, you wanna be thankful? You got access to peace. So let peace do its thing. You, you wanna be thankful? You got access to the word. Let the word come inside of you and do its thing. And I think about this because I think we can just skirt right over the singing part here. And I know, man, some of y'all, the people, they're like, man, I just don't like to sing. It's not me. I'm just not a singer. I don't have a good voice. Can't carry a tune in the bucket. All I play is the radio kind of people, you know? Like, I get it, all right? Actually, I don't get it. But, <laughs> but I, 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 can, I can try to get it. I can understand, though. Here's what I can understand. I can understand not wanting to sing, though. There's a period in my life I absolutely wanted nothing to do with music. I got so burnt out on playing, on church work, on all these things. I sold just about every instrument, got rid of all my stuff, and, and I, I literally just quit for a minute. The challenge in my heart, though, was the fact that the word gives me a command to sing. But yet I had to realize why I couldn't sing. And I had to step back into a feeling, step back into a gift, a receiving of the spirit in my life, step back into the receiving of the word. And as the word began to manifest itself inside of me, songs started coming out again, started writing again, started being creative again. And I just want you to know right now that it is, it is, it does not compute for you to say that I am a spirit-filled follower of Jesus, yet there is no song coming from my heart of joy. That does not compute. What that tells me is that you were sitting in the room with Jesus, but you haven't given him, you haven't let yet. You haven't let him take over the budget. You haven't let him take over and reside in your heart. And man, that's one of the challenges within the church today is that we can come in a room together and be in the presence of worship, but yet not experience the song in our heart because we haven't let it in yet. And it's such a simple concept, but I just want to invite you as you hear the words here, thankfulness is an expectation of God in your life. But the thing that I've learned about Thanksgiving is that you can't ever force somebody to be thankful. Like you can get a kid to say, yeah, thank you, thank you, okay, 
You know, that was me. I didn't want to talk. I'm like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't want to look anybody in the face. Didn't want to, right? I remember, this is a funny story. Uh, <laughs> funny story. You know, like, so my, my parents, my dad, I gotta say dad specifically, dad gave me uh, stock in a company when I was a young child. Okay. As a, as a, as a young kid, I don't know how old I was, but let's say I was like elementary school, six to eight ish. And I get ownership in a company. I have no idea what I have. And I, all I have is a receipt, like a piece of paper, you know, like the dividend slip. That's all I have. And I'm like, I don't know. Thanks. Then when I'm 18 though, and I'm given access to this and I realize that what I was given had multiplied and it was a large sum of money for an 18 year old at the time. And I realized the gift that I had actually been given, I, I stepped into true thankfulness. I was able to thank my dad for the gift he gave me, you know, and, uh, and dad, if I never said, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but here's the deal. Here's the deal. We, 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 we're in, in this, in this thing called life all the time. And we're, we're, ro- we're rolling right through it. Again, you have access to this, but will you actually step into the access and, and know what you've been given? If you don't know the gift that you've been given, then you're probably not going to be thankful for it. Your head's probably going to be down looking at your shoes, not in the face of the king saying, thank you. But when you realize the gift that you have, you say, thank you. And it don't matter if you can sing or not. There's a melody that comes out of your heart and you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so right now, if you're at a place in your life and there's no melody coming out of your heart, I, I want to invite you to do exactly what the word says and let the word of Christ, the living, breathing word of Jesus Christ dwell inside of you richly, abundantly, and let melody come out. Okay, that's where it's going to come from. All right. I expect everybody singing next week, all right? Now, all right, so we continue. Here's what the next verse says. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. All right, that's a big word, whatever. It means everything. So in everything that you do, let God's Word be at home in you, that's the first thing. But now, now with God's word being at home in your heart, now in all your functions and everything you do, word and deed means everything, all right? You're either walking or you're talking. So in the walking and the talking, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, what does it mean to do something in the name of, all right? Anybody ever like drove a company truck before? You're driving that truck in the name of that company. Anybody ever borrowed a credit card before? You know, mom and dad gives you a credit card, you know, and you begin to make purchases in their name, right? But when you begin to operate within someone else's name, there's good and bad that come with that. But with Jesus, you get all the benefit of it. So when we begin to operate in the name of Jesus, what that means is, is that we begin to operate in his identity. The identity of Jesus is that in sight of the judge, he is perfect and holy. 
Whenever you come to this point in your life where you decide that you wanna quit pursuing yourself and your sin and you want the salvation of Jesus, at that moment when you place your trust in Jesus, what God the judge does is looks and he begins to apply Jesus's goodness to your life because Jesus was enough in the sight of the Father and is enough, he applies his enoughness to you and we can sing the song, Jireh, and we can say, you are enough, so I am enough, based on the word of Jesus. Now, apart from Jesus, we're not. Apart from Jesus Christ, we can't sing that song. Apart from Jesus Christ, we can't step in, in, into the enoughness. We will fall short. That's what the word says, man, we, we're all falling short of the glory of God because of our sin. However, Jesus and his name speaks a totally different word over our life and he allows us then to go and operate in his name. The first Christians were actually called Christians because the way that their life looked was like Jesus. It wasn't like this, this thing where they were like, you know, that they, like a self-proclaimed title. They didn't give that name to their self. The world, the outside looking in, looked at them and said, hey, you look so much like Jesus, the way you're living. You know, you're doing the Jesus thing. I'm gonna call you a little Christ. That's where the word Christian came from. But the reality is, is we get to bear the identity of Christian. And that means that the blessings that Jesus gets to experience and the power that Jesus gets to experience, the joy the access to the spirit, the access to the father, all of those experiences that Jesus has, we have access to. So what the word is telling us is this, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Don't do it in your own power. It's not gonna be enough, but in Christ it will be. So do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Uh, there's been something I've seen in each verse, and it's this, be thankful, right? The first time it says, uh, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Then it says that from this singing, you're gonna sing with thankfulness, in your hearts. And now verse 17, whatever you do, word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Listen, thanksgiving, being thankful is actually a life that you can live. And somebody needs to hear that tonight. Uh, several of us probably need to hear that tonight, that you actually have the opportunity to live a thankful life. That like every single day, regardless of the outcome and regardless of, of all these different things, you have every reason to be thankful for. Every day you can, you can sing the song, thank you Jesus, because he supplies everything you need. Yet, why is it that we go through life and we're not thankful? Could it be that we've looked at Jesus, but we not let him actually inside? We've not let him just make himself at home. We've seen his peace. We know about his peace, but we haven't let peace just take residence and, and sit in with us. And that's what I just want to invite you to today. And, and as we think about what it looks like to live in this thankful way, okay, 
Here's what I want to tell you. Verse, um, actually, let's go to 2 Corinthians because I, I really believe 2 Corinthians brings like so much application to the verse that we just read. So 2 Corinthians 9, verse 10 through 11 says this. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Right, you have been enriched in every way to be generous in every way. Every single one of you in here, regardless of your finances, regardless of your level of talent, uh, regardless of anything that you want to put in that blank, regardless of blank, okay? I don't care what the blank is, okay? Here's the reality. You can be a blessing and you should be a blessing. You have been enriched to be a blessing. You have been enriched to be generous in every single way. And you know what's gonna happen when you begin to operate within the blessings, when you let the blessing in, when you begin to step into the receiving in your life, what actually is produced in your life is thanksgiving. Does it come any other way? And if there's one thing that you, you write down tonight, you can only be thankful after you have realized what you receive. You can only be thankful after you realize what you've received. You can only respond to the text here tonight, to the command to be thankful after you've realized the gift of salvation that you have received. When you realize the fact that peace is a gift from God that is meant to be instilled in your heart, that's meant to have residence in your soul, when you step into that, then you can truly be thankful. So if you're not thankful today and you wanna be thankful, Step into the gift that Jesus gives. We're about to be in a season of celebrating the gift, of thinking about the gift of Jesus. But that's not meant to just be a season. Salvation's not just a day, it's daily. And we step into daily with Jesus, y'all. It's that reminder of, Lord, you woke me up this morning and that's a gift. And you gave me your salvation and that's a gift. And you gave me fresh mercy today. And that's a gift. All right, there's three things to be thankful for. You know, and you, and you just go through life. And you're like, man, I, I'm thankful I can bend over and put my socks on. You know, my wife showed the whole world my Instagram on Instagram how I put my socks on this week. So if y'all saw that, I'm sorry. There is a proper way to put your socks on. And I'm thankful that I can actually do that. Because there's been some days I can't bend over and put my socks on. So, um, yo, this is, this is the point, though, that I feel like tonight, though. Because, by the way, I, I found out today at noon I was going to be preaching tonight. And I'm like, all right, Lord. What, what do I have to give? <laughs> what do I have to give? And he took me back to 2 Corinthians. I'm going to read it again because we just read it and it's, uh, it's, it's so rich. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. And then you will be enriched in every way. That word enriched means you will be made rich in every way 
to be generous in every way. You will be given an abundance to be generous, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. I thought, man, I want this thing, I want this night to end with me being thankful. It's not about me then. It's cool. I've been given everything I need. I got the word. The word is seed to the sower. He's going to bless the seed. And this church is here because people have realized that and God has been faithful to his word. And people have sit here and said, all right, then I'm going to give my time. I'm going to go set up count, like just tirelessly, man. I'm going to go set up on Saturday. There's some people in here that would go and they would give literally the majority of their Saturday, the majority of their day off to go and set up to have a church service. Thank you. There's people in here, y'all have given so much financially so that we can have jobs, so people can come to know Jesus, so that we can be a blessing to TriStar, so we can be a blessing to Soul Good, you know, and the church at Ridgebrook. Y'all have been generous in so many different ways But here's what happens when you realize what God has given you, when you realize the gift that you've been given and that you have more than you need to pour back out, you're gonna be thankful. That's what the word says and that's been my experience. And that's been many of your experiences as well. So today, as we bring this thing to a close, um, you don't have to raise your hand, but the very, like the, the beginning of this year, um, do y'all remember whenever we started off with this plant and this picture of this, this plant and, and how Jay began to set the year up in light of that? Anybody remember that? Anybody remember the plant? Okay, the plant's coming back. The plant is still alive, by the way. It actually, it actually like had this amazing like flowering thing that came out of the top of it and got so long that like we came in the office one day and it had like put so much pressure on the window, it had pushed itself off of the, the ledge of the window. It's so crazy. Um, and so we came in and the plant's like on the floor and it's shed and Jay's like, no, this is my sermon illustration for the year, right? And it's still alive though, it's still alive. But here's what the word says as we bring this year full circle and we think about 2022, here's, here's what we got here. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing. Man, that seed has multiplied this year. It's multiplied. That's what Tanner has shared with us tonight. And that's what our friends have shared with us. Listen, that seed keeps multiplying. That's what God is doing in our church. Your life groups are going out and blessing people. Your neighbors are experiencing the goodness of Jesus. The seed who he has supplied, it is multiplying. It is growing. So church, my prayer for us is that we would continue to look at what's in our hands. What God has blessed us with. We continue to look at the gifts that we have been given. Look at, you, you, I mean, go, go the route of talent, go finances, go where you live, go the clothes you have in your closet right now. Whatever God has blessed you with, look at those things and say, Father, what do you want me to do with this? Because I've got an abundance right now. I have an abundance. You heard the story from Ryan. Ryan's like, listen, I got an extra car now. Who needs it? And God connects the dots in the most beautiful way. So I'm gonna say it again. You can only be thankful after you realize the gift that you've received. Tonight, would you realize the gift that you have in Jesus Christ? And would you sing with thanksgiving tonight? We're gonna sing about the beautiful name 
that is Jesus because we get to operate in that name. And if we're operating in the name of Jesus, guess what that means? That means we're operating victory over the enemy. We're operating in victory over sickness. We're operating in victory over depression. Somebody need that tonight? We're operating in victory over anxiety. I've experienced that personally in my life. All in the name of Jesus, because I'm swiping his credit card, right? When you use mom and dad's credit card and you buy yourself a new pair of shoes, who do you think? Thank mom and dad, if you're you're a good one, right? Man, we're, we're on his dime, on his time. We say thank you to the king. So tonight, consider that. Consider what you're operating from. Are you the person that's just like, you're in the room with Jesus, but you hadn't let him come inside yet? Are you in the room with people filled with peace, but you're not letting it fill you yet? Would you let it come in? Would you receive the gift today and be thankful? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your truth. Thank you for your word. Thank you that it doesn't return void, that it's powerful, it's true, it's sharp. And Lord, as the word cuts tonight and it separates the bone from marrow as it is like a scalpel, God, as it's doing surgery, Father, would you help us to truly be wise? Meaning, would we understand your word and act upon it? That is true wisdom. Father, as we think about the gift of salvation, thank you. As we think about the gift of a church as being saved in one body, singing together, thank you. As we think about North Star and their blessing, giving us a place to hang out, thank you. As we think about the blessing of TriStar friendship with Tanner and Matt and their crew, we say thank you, God. Well, as we think about our homes here in East Tennessee having far more than we deserve, we say thank you. We think about the identity of Christ that we stand in, that we worship from, thank you. Think about the spirit that you pour out on us, that fills us, that is a spirit of truth, that never leave us or forsake us, that protects us from anything snatching us out of the Father's hand. Father, thank you. Now, God, would you continue to flood our hearts with thanksgiving tonight as we think, as we sing, as we hang out, as we have conversations, maybe set of us, the Midtowns are thankful people. They're a peace-filled people. Father, we let peace decide right now, and we're thankful for it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Y'all stand and sing with us.